We hear the line often, relationships, they take a lot of work, which is very true. And also vague. It leaves more questions than it answers. What is the work? What actions do I need to take? How often do I need to take them? My friend, I would take notes on this one. Having a note in my phone with these habits helps me keep it top of mind, especially in moments of overwhelm with my partner. These habits remind you how you want to be in the relationship and how you want the person you love to feel. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Well With Michelle, where we find a holistic approach to habits and discipline. It kills me when I see hardworking humans going after their desires without seeing those epic results. Let's shift that scrambled, rushed, and overwhelmed day into effective action to get the thing done. We have big dreams and we plan to accomplish them in this community, while we also make space for all of life's little joys. Come on, friend, let's grow. Happy Wednesday. I hope your day is going beautifully so far. I want to start this pod episode off with a couple of amazing book recommendations. I know over in my Instagram community, I get lots of comments of what are you reading right now or what do you suggest to read? So I'll pop a couple of these recommendations right on here of great relationship books that I've read this year that I've really enjoyed. So there was Eight Rules of Love by Jay Shetty. I know lots of people had the beautiful opportunity to read that. If you haven't had the chance yet, I would strongly recommend it. He is such an incredible human being and he has such a way of words. And that book's not only about being in committed long-term relationships. It is before you get into a relationship, how you want to be yourself while you're in a relationship and then after a relationship or if you're ending a relationship. So it's excellent right across the board. Then also another book that I highly recommend is Sex Talks. It's by uh, Vanessa and Xander Marin. So Vanessa is a sex therapist. And then her husband's just this regular dude. They also have a fantastic podcast called... Oh, how am I forgetting it right now? Pillow Talks. And if, yeah, if you're kind of curious about sex and taking your relationship to the next level, I don't mean like in, in crazy ways, but just connection and making it a really... Gorgeous experience for both of you. Highly recommend both the podcast, Pillow Talks, and the book, Sex Talks. It just makes it, just normalizes sex and takes all the media crap out of it. And it's just a great way to, you know, feel comfortable in your body, especially if you grew up in a household that shamed the body or was very religious. So you never had the opportunity to learn those things. It is a great way to actually learn proper scientific education about your beautiful, beautiful body, as well as your partner's body so that you can feel more comfortable and confident and connected. All right. So what I want to share today are some of my favorite healthy habits for maintaining a healthy relationship. And these have been collected over the years of therapy as well as practice with my relationship. Something I really love because obviously I teach on habits and discipline is how much healthy habits help relationships flourish. They create these clear non-negotiables and standards that hold up trust and safety between you and your partner. It creates that non-negotiable quality time of what you guys both need in the relationship. It reduces mental load because you're both clear on which parts of the relationship, what's part of the weight that you're pulling and which part your partner is pulling. It also provides clarity on the expectations from both you and your partner of yourself and of each other. 
here we go. I've written down how many? I've written down nine habits. Take what you need. Maybe you're already implementing some of these. Maybe some of them don't hit for you. Number one, it's obvious, but on busy days, on days that we're frustrated, on days that we're distracted, it's really easy to let this one slide. It's expressing gratitude daily. And that can be as easy as just sending a quick text saying, hey, thanks for putting a smile on my face before you left this morning. Or expressing gratitude for them holding up their end of the household duties. And I remember when I first saw this one, I thought, why would you have to thank them for doing their chores? They're not a child. And this conversation I had gave me a really great reframe and made me look at it a different way of, you're not thanking them for doing their chores like you're the parent and they're the child. You're thanking them the same way they thank you for being a committed partner and being an equal member of the household. You appreciate that you have an amazing teammate to maintain your beautiful home with. All right, habit number two. This is one that lots of people struggle with. Ask for what you want. If you haven't listened to episode 18 yet on creating opportunity, it's all about asking for what you want. I encourage you to go to back and listen to that one after this episode if you're not very good at asking for what you want. Our partner can only give us what we offer them. Our partners are not mind readers and we are not mind readers of our partner. If we don't speak our needs, our needs will not be met. That can cause turmoil. That can cause cause resentment. Our partners want to please us and we want to please our partners. When you're in a loving relationship, you care so deeply about that person. You love them so much. You want to do everything in your power to make them happy. Our partner can only do so much if they don't know what we need and vice versa. The skill of being able to ask for what you want is a banging skill that will serve you well in your relationship as well as all the way through the rest of your life. If you're not very good at it, sometimes I know personally for me, I don't actually really know what I need in the moment, so I just go quiet. But communicate that with your partner. Just say, I don't know what I need right now, but I need something. Can I get back to you shortly? I'm just going to make a quick side note. That's what I would love to say in that moment. And is that usually how it comes out? All calm and eloquent? No. Remember, it's a practice. Every bit of this is a practice. In no way do I want to make it seem like this is how I remember to communicate with my partner at all times. It's the person I'm striving to be. It's a work in progress. (laughs) All right. Number three is all about setting boundaries. So obviously we hear about boundaries all the time and they're incredibly important. Remember, boundaries are to keep a person in, not to put a wall up and keep them out. So some of the boundaries we need to openly speak about in our healthy relationships is how much time we want to spend together, what are non-negotiable individual goals that you're working on independently, what goals do you have as a couple. One thing I really love about having couples goals is a great way to stay on the same team because you're moving towards a tangible point that you both agree on. So it's a great way to really maintain that strong relationship and keep you playing as teammates. Another great boundary that you'll want to talk about is what are we allowed to share with others versus what is kept within the relationship? How often do we want to have quality time? How much time do we spend apart? Remembering that it's incredibly important to spend some time apart. I know we love our partners and Personally, my partner and I, we just got back from a three-week vacation where we spent every second of every day together. 
minus probably six hours out of the entire three weeks. And it was so hard to have him go to work uh, yesterday, but also so important that I came back to my business and I went and saw my family and I was able to chat with my friends because we need to make sure that we have a life outside of our relationships. Jay Shetty, actually, the same guy that I suggested from the book, he has an amazing podcast and he talks about relationships a lot. What's it called? It's called On Purpose, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. I think that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah, it is. So if you're kind of more curious about setting those kind of boundaries, Jay Shetty does an incredible job speaking about them in more depth than I'll get into today. As far as boundaries in general, getting crystal clear on your boundaries as a couple is that strong foundation to build right from the beginning. And then to be discussed often Because of course, we change and we grow when our relationship dynamic changes. So checking in regularly if those boundaries are still relevant. Just going to tag on then, I'm going to skip a point here and jump into weekly check-ins. Weekly check-ins are so effective. What do you need in the relationship? What did you love that I did this week? What got on your nerves this week? What thoughts have you come up with about our relationship this week? Have a little selection of questions that you go through. You often see couples do kind of that three to five questions that you often get from therapy. You choose what's right for you and your partner. There's no right number. There's no right question. It's just to get that open face-to-face communication. And I know sometimes if there's been a lot going on in our relationship, and I don't mean bad or arguments or anything always, it's, you know, something exciting we want to work towards. How's our goals? Or how's our savings for the house? All of this kind of good stuff. And I make sure I just jot things down on a notepad in my phone so that when we come into our check-in, important bits don't slip my mind and then I forget to talk about them. Every week doesn't need to be a big long chat. Sometimes my partner's eye check-ins are, hey, anything you want to talk about this week? Uh, No, I'm good. Anything you want to talk about this week? No, I'm good. Okay. So it doesn't always need to be a big thing. Five, ten minutes, make sure you're on the same page. The big thing about the check-ins is make sure that you guys have agreed on a time. Don't have it the second someone walks in the door. Don't have it right before a big project is due or a big event is coming up. Make sure it's a time that you guys can both be fully present. You've had a second to, you know, release the work day and have the only priority in that moment be you and your partner connecting. All right, now this one. (laughs) You're going to like this one. We all heard the line, don't go to sleep angry. And science is proving that to be maybe not your best option. Go to sleep angry. And the reason why is we process our emotions when we sleep. So much like the lymphatic system cleanses our bod, the glymphatic system cleanses the brain while we sleep. Dr. Andrew Huberman, if you're not familiar with him, he has the Huberman Lab podcast, does a couple of excellent episodes on sleep if you're curious about more details surrounding that. Fantastic. So communicate to your partner that you need to sleep on it and set a time the following day where you will both come back to the conversation well rested. So it doesn't catch your partner off guard, 
when they get home or send them a quick text, be like, hey, I was just listening to a podcast today. Turns out when you sleep on it, give them the details so that if you're in the middle of a discussion or an argument, that it's not a shocking new piece of information that you just want some time to rest and step back from the conversation. Alrighty, number six is learning to fight fair, which we hear a lot about. Dr. John Gottman, he says to avoid criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling in a fight, as those are self-protecting impulses. I thought that line was so excellent, so I thought I would just share it directly from the psychologist himself. Another thing, as I was doing my research for this episode, was research suggests that touching the person, a hand on the knee, is a great way to stay present in a fight, because touch releases the cuddle hormone oxytocin. So obviously you're going to have to use your good sense with this and only do it when it's appropriate. But if you can bring the conversation down to a calmer level, you guys both sit down and then a simple gentle touch feels appropriate in the moment. Give it a go so that you snuggle back in with your partner. Remember that, hey, we're in this together. It's not you against me and I love you. Number seven, my partner heard this, I believe he heard it on a podcast, which I really liked it, so I added it to the list, was don't use, even if it's a joke, divorce or breakup. So an example of this is, oh, (laughs) she would break up with me if I did that. Anything like that, it's completely off the table. You don't even joke about it and you sure as heck don't throw it at someone during a fight. Having that clear conversation outside of any argument where you guys set the boundary that If the conversation ever needs to come up that you want to end things, it will just be said. It would never come up during a fight or an argument or a disagreement. Ending things is not on the table. I've noticed for anyone who leans towards an anxious attachment style, repeating this themselves really does help them stop catastrophizing and come into the moment with the facts that just because there isn't an agreement or a bit of a rough patch, it doesn't mean that things are over. It means there's something to work on. So having that extra layer of security that if no one has said anything about a breakup, a breakup isn't happening is a great way to help remove some of those anxious thoughts in the moment. Okay, lucky number nine. You are going to love this one. Of course, I saved the best for last. This is non-sexual naked cuddle time. Going to bed naked and having some cuddle time and then falling asleep is a wonderful form of intimacy because it's a time to connect and appreciate one another without any other expectations other than some quality time. This is a wonderful thing that I actually learned from my TCMD is being chest to chest, which is ideally bare skin, is also a really great way to ground. I'm going to give you a cheeky bonus point number 10, which is more of a practice rather than a habit, but they can overlap. So this one's my favorite. It's writing down the small moments that you're grateful for your partner. We tend to remember the mess ups and forget all of the good. So personally, what I like to do is I keep a note on my phone. If you're not picking this up from listening to the pod so far, I have a lot of notes on my phone. It's pretty much my main source of keeping track of my entire life. So here for an example, a couple of the things that I've written down is one morning I woke up really tired and just complaining and he snuggled me and he just loved on me and he made me laugh and I literally cried from happiness like a baby that morning 
which is very unusual for me. I'm not much of a crier. So I don't want to forget that moment. That was so special. Or I had another week where I was incredibly busy with my business and he just took care of absolutely everything in the house. I did nothing to contribute to the household that week. And it just made that very crazy week much more manageable. Writing down these little notes to give you a smile on a bad day or maybe you're in the middle of an argument and you're having trouble seeing the the brighter side of things of our partners love us so much and we love them so much. And the more we come back into the present, we react with love and compassion and empathy and understanding. Our relationships are going to thrive in that kind of nurturing environment. I'm going to remind you one more time that no relationship is perfect. No chance that you're going to respond like this every time. Nobody does. And that's okay. It's the practice of it. Because what are we all about in this community is building micro habits, taking micro action, getting a 1% better every single day and being okay with the days that we screw it up. And when we screw it up, taking ownership that we did, going to your partner, wallowing your pride and saying, hey, I'm very sorry I messed up with nothing else behind that. No justification, no explanation. I'm sorry, I messed up. You can tag on an I love you at the end of that. That's pretty much the only thing you're allowed to add on to the end of an apology. And then change the action for next time. Okay, as always, I'm here to see you thrive in every habit aspect of your life. If you have topics you want to hear more about, my friend, I want to hear from you. So come join me over on Styles Coaching, that's S-T-I-L-E-S, Coaching, on Instagram. I love hearing from you in my DMs. I love hearing what you want more of, what habits you're trying to break, what habits you're stick stucking with and not able to drop Whatever it is, come talk to me. I want to serve you in a big way and I got to know what you're thinking to do that. All right, have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you next week. My friend, thanks so much for sticking around. You know when you really, really want something, whether it's the healthy body, the business that fills your passion and allows flexibility in life, more ease and control in your day-to-day, you're taking the action without seeing the results. This is because consciously you absolutely want the thing. Subconsciously, your mind is rerouting you back to the action you have always taken, which is getting you the same old results. Right as you're falling asleep or waking up is your most powerful way to access that subconscious mind. This is something called the theta state. Listening to subliminals is a powerful way to reprogram the subconscious mind while you're in this state. All you have to do with these subliminals is press play and go to sleep. I like to think of it kind of like a protein shake. While a protein shake is absolutely not required to reach your goals, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Same with subliminals, it's a no extra time to get closer to your goals and your dreams faster, to reroute that old programming and start to build an irresistible life. Click the link in my bio for more.